Well, hello, welcome back to Trends. Are you ready? I've actually made a makeshift studio in a spare room of the house. It's quite echoey, so it's gonna be interesting. But I thought, you know what? I've got so many like bits and bobs from videos that we've done or trends that we've explored on the radio. I thought I needed to play, put them all in one place. So I've started, I need to find some of the other bits and bobs that I've used, but I've started piling them up in one place. I've also got the big one pen, which is sort of almost ready to go. So it's like, it's all just happening right here. So I thought, okay, let's give it a go. Let's try actually being in a location where I can record and everything. So hopefully this works out. I'm hoping this will do the job and then we can do the podcast more consistently because I am so bad at it right now. <laughs> like so bad. <laughs> But enough about me. You know, you don't want to know about me. I'm pretty boring, to be fair. This is about trends. This is the trends podcast with a Z, because we like to be cool like that. And this is the podcast where we like to explore internet trends, those great things that just happen in our lives every single day online. So we have got a number of trends we're going to look at over the past week. We'll talk a little bit about them. And then maybe at the end, we'll choose our trend of the week because hey why not we need a we need a pop we kind of need a purpose to do this whole thing so i figured having a trend of the week was a good way to go we'll see how it goes so without further ado the first trend that we're going to talk about is the subway singer i mean if you haven't seen this i don't know what you've been doing this has been everywhere so this all started with a guy called kevin freshwater and he does a thing where he goes around and just runs up to unassuming members of the public and says, finish the lyric. And he has like a song, he'll start the song off and then he'll just like point the microphone right in their face. Like, <laughs> it's kind of quite aggressive. I'm sure he doesn't come across that way. Although I don't know how I'd feel if somebody with a camera comes running at me with a microphone and starts doing this. And... So this is what happens. He's done a number of, he's done this video. I saw it on Instagram, but I know it's been around on TikTok and other places. And you just, it's a compilation video. So he starts off going to people. Some people are like totally into it. And they're quite happy to kind of sing along, although they're a little bit awkward and they're kind of like, okay, there's, there's one of a girl um, singing, it wasn't me by Shaggy. And fair enough, she gives it a go, but you can tell it's like in the middle of the street in housing estate somewhere, and she's kind of a bit like, don't know what's going on, but okay, we'll just keep, we'll keep trying. And then you have the other people who are just kind of like, what on earth are you doing? Leave me alone. In maybe not the most politest way, but you know what? He he he, he tries. Fair enough to uh, to this guy Kevin Freshwater going up to people in in the street and just running at them with a the microphone. I could not do that. I mean, I, I'm terrified of people in general. So the fact that you were able to do that is fantastic. And especially because you don't know how people are going to react to you as well. This is awesome. So to cap off this video, he runs up to this woman. And it looks like it's the tube in like London or something, but I'm not entirely sure. I don't know. And, and he starts singing Shallow by Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper from the film A Star Is Born. To be fair, I did not realise what song it was until it kind of got a bit further along in the song. So he starts this off, 
points the camera at this woman and she obviously recognises the song. A little bit tentative at first, but she's giving it a very, very good go. And because she's singing it so well, Kevin kind of was like, no, carry on, keep going. And then because of like where it's positioned at the song, this is kind of coming to the big crescendo in the chorus, it's all happening. She properly goes for it. I mean, there's like hardly any holding back. She's going for it full throttle and it's fantastic. And I think that's why potentially the video did so well. It's just for the fact that at the beginning, you're kind of not sure how this is going to go. You've already seen a few people kind of tell him to sod off in the most polite way. And you've also seen some people kind of giving it a go, but not really committing to the whole thing. And then Charlotte comes along and just blows it out. I mean, she's got a fantastic voice. She commits to the performance in the middle of the subway or wherever it is, and just kind of like owns it. She totally owns it. And that's why it's so good. Because like, although yeah, maybe there's a little bit of hesitation when you start, she just goes for it and she rocks it so well. And the fact that her voice is so good, like she just belts this song out, which is not necessarily an easy song. Like this is like a big song. It's a Lady Gaga type of song. The voice is booming and without any like help with the audio or anything she literally belts this thing out it's fantastic if you haven't seen it definitely check it out if you just type like subway singer into google or something you'll probably find it and of course everybody was anonymous when this first happened the video went up and nobody knew any better obviously people started getting into it it's circulating around everybody's getting excited because it is such a good clip and it's such a good amazing performance then of course everyone's like who is this person who is this you know who is this subway lady the subway singer we want to know who she, who it is so of course the digging around happened and they found out this was a woman called charlotte and she actually is like a performer it looks like i did some digging around looking online it looks like she's actually like a singer in some sense and so like she's able to like showcase her talents and people are like sharing other videos of her singing stuff but she like turned this subway thing into a performance and I think she's even been on the Ellen show now that's how good it's been this is how big it's become I mean if you can get something viral and end up on the Ellen show you can't you, you made it haven't you I mean that's that's pretty good good going I think it's amazing. It kind of proves though that potentially you need to be ready at any given moment for a performance. And it got me, I was watching the videos and I was like, man, what would I do if somebody like that came up to me on the street with a camera and a microphone, shoved it in my face and said like, finish the lyric and, and carried on singing something, expecting me to like pick it up. Part of me thinks that I would probably freak out and just shut down and just be like, no, I can't do it. Don't make me try. I'm, I'm not, no good. I'm no good. <laughs> Another big part of me is there thinking, you know what? There's a very, very good chance. Like, okay, yeah, I like DJing and I like doing all that stuff. Doesn't mean that I know the lyrics to songs. I, I don't really pay that much attention to the lyrics in songs unless like it really like captures me. I'm more worried about how it feels a lot of the time so 
I just, I don't think that I would be able to do it unless I knew, unless it was a big song. There's like no way that I'm going to know the lyrics to these songs. And then I'm just going to embarrass myself because they'll come up to you with the camera, finish it, they'll start something and I'll be like, no idea. I don't even know what song that is. <laughs> and then I'd feel so gutted. I mean, if I had a little bit of preparation time and like I could kind of know which song it's going to be, at least then I could like prepare myself, maybe memorise a little bit of the song, make sure I know how it goes to give a good performance. But the likelihood that I am going to be able to do it off the bat, no, I don't think it's going to happen. I kind of like to feel like I could, but the likelihood is it's a big fat no. Another factor is if somebody's running at you with a camera, I'm probably going to be running the opposite direction because why would anybody be running at you anyway? I mean, there's so many things to think about. And that's why I love the subway singer. You know, she's sort of walking on her own. This guy comes up with a camera and a microphone and she just commits totally to the performance. And it's probably there thinking, you know what, it's not a big deal. I'll just sing it out and have a good day. And suddenly from nowhere, everybody online wants to know who she is. It's fantastic. That is the subway singer, our first trend of the week. Okay. So, the next trend, trend number two we're going to talk about today is something I saw online. This was Twitter, actually, because we love Twitter. Twitter's fantastic. Just, you know, just brings joy. As long as, you, as long as you avoid some of the negativity on Twitter, it's a great place to be. <laughs> so this was the question posed by Genius on Twitter. Which four rappers would you pick on hip-hop's Mount Rushmore? So I realised that this was a really, really tough choice. Like, a really tough choice. Because you then start kind of like looking at rappers that you like and trying to think, okay, well, I like this one for this type of song or their rapping ability. This guy over here is so good at this. And it becomes like a really, really tough choice. And then like part of me is like, oh, maybe I don't really want to go for like more recent rappers because maybe they haven't been around long enough to really showcase everything. And you're maybe looking at people who have kind of set groundwork in to lay the foundations for the newer rappers. There's so many questions. So many questions. And I don't want to like compare people because there's so many factors, you know, of like how long they've been around, how big their careers have been, their abilities, because they probably obviously bring their own different things to the table. So I had to kind of base this on what I felt I could base it off of. And one of the big factors of that for me was when I'm at gigs, which ones do I play more often? Which ones respond well with the crowds? and which ones have produced more things that I can actually use and play and that type of thing. So it's not necessarily because I don't know anything about rapping. I'd love to know how to rap, but there's like no way that I can, I know, not gonna happen. I, no. I mean, if I can't remember lyrics to songs, the likelihood that I can actually form enough words to rap to a song would be amazing, but it's not gonna happen. I'm afraid no and there was like a number of people that kind of like popped up in my head 
being the type of people that I've consumed the most and got the most joy out of, and that I've also found audiences kind of responded to the most. But I love reading some of the responses on Twitter and how people came up with their four rappers. Bearing in mind that there were a lot of people who just said Kanye West for all four slots. I mean, you could probably find four faces of Kanye West. However, if you can find him with a different expression than his usual expression, then that'd be great. Otherwise, they're all going to just be four identical faces. But let's be fair, Kanye West is probably up there. Just because... His music is so different. All the samples and everything that he throws in. And when I'm doing gigs, throwing a Kanye West song in there is going to go down well. As long as you pick the good ones, pick the big ones, Gold Digger, Touch the Sky. I mean, I could carry on. Stronger. You pick a big Kanye West song and people love it. They go a little bit crazy. So Kanye West is a good way to go. Some examples of people's selections, we have Chris on Twitter who said Jay-Z, Andre 3000, Kanye West and Kendrick Lamar. That is a good setup actually. Paris said Biggie, Jay-Z, Tupac, Lil Wayne and then she carries on with Eminem and Nicki Minaj. So you've gone for like six. If I, yeah, I mean that is a very good selection. If I had an option of six, that's a very good selection to have. Because this is where it gets hard, because you've only got four slots, just four. Music to be murdered by is amazing, said Eminem, Jay-Z, Kanye and Wayne. Yanni said Pac, Biggie, M and Nas. We are seeing a little bit of patterns coming in here, aren't we? I mean, it's... I do like the fact that we are seeing sort of a number of names coming up more than once. Anna... MGK, Tyler Joseph, Eminem, Tupac. So one of the questions was like, are more modern rappers appropriate to put on the Mount Rushmore? Or do they need to kind of hit a legendary status, be around for a little bit longer before they hit that level? For example, Joe said that if you are saying Drake, Kendrick or Cole, you are too young for this discussion. <laughs> All great rappers of this era, but none of them should be on Mount Rushmore. Not yet. Maybe not yet, but they're, they're getting there. And I can kind of appreciate that because like, I'm sure they've still got loads more to give before you kind of put them at that status level and you kind of want to see how that goes. So that was some of the thoughts that I had. So I was like, okay, as much as I would love to put somebody like Drake on Mount Rushmore, I just, I don't feel like I can bump off some of the other big greats because he's a little bit too new. Maybe that's like Mount Rushmore 2.0, you know, or like the next four to go on next to them. You never know. Do you think they'll ever add to Mount Rushmore? Do you think like, they'll be like, okay, we've gotten to the point now where we can add another face or were they all built at the same time? I have no idea. Somebody from America pro probably let me know. Or maybe they, you know, they could add another one every sort of like 50 years or something, another face. It's a tough decision, though, deciding which face would go next to the ones that are already there. I mean, when did they decide that after four they would stop adding faces to Mount Rushmore? I don't know. That is the question. So after a lot of de deliberating, and also I was kind of like, well, do I pick rappers that represent, like, different aspects of things? So, like, you know... 
do I I pick some from like the 80s sort of 90s when it was kind of really taking off or like the noughties do I find a female to go along to the group that I feel really really showcased a range of rapping do I go for like international now I kind of thought no I probably couldn't go international because this is America they are the ones with Mount Rushmore so I've, I've gone for Americans because well why would they have anybody else on there if they're trying to celebrate their country so my selection came down to it was very easy the first two slots I was like it's gotta be Kanye West I love Kanye West and his songs are so big that I know I can play a lot of them and they go down very very well the next person was Jay-Z because again he's just got some very big bangers that people absolutely love they're two rappers that I know if I put the right track on people are gonna love it so when I got down to the first two slots I was there thinking, okay, yeah, okay, we're in, we're in the groove now. This is going to go easier. No, it's not. Because suddenly I'm then panicking because there's only two slots left out of all the rappers to find just two to squeeze on. So my next choice was Dr. Dre. There were a lot of people I could have put in that slot. But in the end, I realised that Dr. Dre has also got some big tunes that... A little bit going more to the 90s side of things I can squeeze on and it gets a very very good reaction I really wanted to put Snoop Dogg in because I thought that would be awesome but I just I had to bump him off I was so sad about it because there's also some great Snoop Dogg songs that people love I'm really sorry I had to take him off my list because I had one slot left and I was like I really kind of want to put a female in there to kind of showcase, you know what, if we're, if we're going for people who are maybe noteworthy, that have set a path and, you know, we're celebrating, who would you pick? And I was really tempted to put Nicki Minaj. A lot of people put the, her in their lists, but I was like, oh, but she's also quite new. And if I'm not putting new male rappers in there, I don't feel like I can put Nicki Minaj in there. So I went for someone that maybe has a bit more of an R&B sound, but... She also very good at rapping and I love her stuff so it had to be Lauren Hill for me that made up my Mount Rushmore hip-hop selection right there Jay-Z, Kanye West, Dr Dre and Lauren Hill Trend number three for this week was on Twitter and this was a post put up by Ashley Bauer and she asked everybody a very very simple question what films traumatized you as a kid now I'm sure we've all had that one film that you know is a kid's movie you're supposed to enjoy it and yet it terrifies you when you're younger and you're watching it it's terrifying you have nightmares about it. Your poor parents having to try and get you back to bed because you can't stop thinking about this movie. And just, yeah, it's just traumatised you. It's just left you scarred for the rest of your life. One of those movies. And it's such a simple question. Of course, everybody's going to have a good answer. And the lovely thing about this particular question on Twitter was it sparked a whole load of trending movies 
on on the trending page loads of sort of like hashtags of certain movies that obviously had scared or scarred one or two more people than just you. So at least you can rest assured that it wasn't just you that was scarred by this one movie. For example, Ashley actually says that her film was Jumanji, the original Jumanji. I can say that that film was scary. I remember watching it. I think I, I think we actually watched it in school and they had to get permission to show it because like parent, parents to like sign a little form because it was a little bit, you know, a little bit scary. So, and I was okay with it apart from the spiders. No, just, I don't want spiders crawling around the house. Big thing, big fat no, don't want it. So I'd appreciate that a lot of people were traumatized by Jumanji. Also, the bit where like they get bitten by these sort of giant mosquitoes. Terrifying. Who thought that that was okay for a kid? I mean, bearing in mind Kirsten Dunst is in it and she does a very good job, but like still, it's a terrifying movie. Some other good ones that we had. I love kind of seeing like, where everybody goes as well. It kind of like gauges where you're at with with your child movies. How old were you as well when these came out? Mold Wine on Twitter says, the child catcher from Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Yes, that is pretty terrifying. It's because he, he lures you in with candy, you know? Kids love candy, we love candy. Uh, I love candy as an adult. So, you know, what's not to like about candy? And yet, it's all a lie. And then he catches the children. Awful, awful person. So yeah, I can I can appreciate why the child catcher from Titty Titty Bang Bang is not a good one. Hey you on Twitter says, okay, so you may not like me for this, but for me it was Treasure Planet. When the captain died in that black hole because his rope got cut or something like that, it was effed up. For, I was effed up for like a day because of that scene and couldn't continue watching it. Yeah, I can, yeah. I've never actually watched Treasure Planet though, so I, I wouldn't, I don't know. A number of people said Coraline really, really scarred them as well. I've never actually watched Coraline. I feel like it's one of those I probably should watch. Jean says, this animated movie, which is Coraline, broke me from the inside and I will never re-watch it ever again and I'm 21 now. I will also not be showing it to my future kids. Coraline, from the clips that I've seen, is totally out there and just weird. So I can appreciate that. I feel like I should probably watch it though to kind of, a lot of people love Coraline as well. So it's one of those types of things. Vivian says Pinocchio. Yeah, that, Pinocchio is a little bit psychedelic, isn't it? Especially like the donkeys and, and everything. Like what's going on there? I have no idea. <laughs> One of the films that was trending was Return to Oz, which I think a lot of people were traumatised by that movie as a kid. I mean, The Wizard of Oz is, you know, there are scary bits in The Wizard of Oz, like when the witch is like dead underneath the house and stuff, but there's something about Return to Oz which is truly terrifying. And a lot of people were terrified by Return to Oz. I think it had to do with the, the woman who takes it, the, like the bad woman who takes her head off. It's, it's that scene when she's walking, like Dorothy's walking through like this hallway of all the heads and they all like wake up and they're all this woman's head. 
terrifying. Like, why? Why would you think that that was okay for a child to watch? <laughs> Angela says, chicken run. I've never been able to enjoy clay animation since. It's a shame too, because they're beautifully made, but man, those freaking chickens. <laughs> I've never heard anybody say they're traumatized by chicken run. I mean, it shows you just how, you know, everybody can get freaked out by different stuff. Russ Jackson, Bambi. I mean, that's just sad. That is a sad, sad movie in general. Like, I don't know anybody who can watch that and not be affected by watching Bambi. So I can appreciate Bambi being there. I think as a kid, I never really understood what was happening in Bambi until I was a little bit older. So I was kind of prepared for it. But yeah, yeah, Bambi's sad. Tristan says, who framed Roger Rabbit? There are some bits in that film that I am surprised made it into like appropriate for kids. Isn't it like a PG or something? I don't know. But a lot of people were saying who framed Roger Rabbit. It's the bit where the bad guy, like the bad guy gets like animated eyes. And doesn't he like get crushed or something? And you literally watch him get crushed. It's something weird like that. I haven't watched it in years, to be fair. Joe says E.T. I must admit... I did find E.T. kind of terrifying as a kid. I did not find E.T. that endearing. I was just kind of like, what is this creature? I don't want him anywhere near me. So I think I only watched it like twice. It was one of those movies that was always on during the holidays. And yeah, didn't kind of get, I never really got into E.T. I was thinking though, what was mine? Which movie? is the movie that I am so traumatized by as a kid. And there is one that I figured out, and I've, I've known this for a while now, because as a kid I could not watch it. And it was Alice in Wonderland, the Disney version of Alice in Wonderland. And I'll tell you what it is about that film. Not only is it just weird and psychedelic, I mean, there's the, there's the story in there about the clams and they like eat the clams. I mean, that's just disgusting. You know, it's all, they're, they're all really friendly to the clams and then they go and eat them all. Sad. It's so sad. And then to top it all off, the worst bit of that whole film that traumatised me as a kid was the flowers. Talking flowers. Okay. No, it is wrong. And they're all like, they're all really nasty as well. There's like little Alice running around and these big flowers just being cruel, cruel flowers. For some reason, that particular scene freaked me out as a kid. And on top of all the other weird things that happened in Alice in Wonderland, the horrible flowers were the bit that freaked me out the most. I don't know what that says about me, but even today, I don't enjoy watching that film. And I think that's the other question, like, could you go back and watch these films now? Have you been able to like overcome your fear? Okay, we're on to our last trend. Trend number four that was trending is the doppelganger challenge. The doppelganger challenge. I feel like this one has come around a number of times and kind of, you know, surely you know what a doppelganger is. Somebody that looks like you. And so everybody was doing the doppelganger challenge, trying to figure out who they look like 
Was it a celebrity, a famous person? And basically sharing who their doppelganger is. There were some very, very surprising similarities. There were people that looked scarily similar to some celebrities, and there were others that didn't quite look that close, but you know, they were trying. But I also love the effort that people went into to showcase their doppelganger, whether it's a famous person or a character or anything like that. And I feel like most people who shared their doppelganger shared what people had told them that they looked like, you know? So like, you might wish that you looked like a celebrity, but you don't quite. And so I think if somebody tells you quite often, hey, you look like this person, then you kind of at least know there's, there might be a little bit of weight behind it, especially if it comes from more than one person. So this got me thinking, because there were a number of people sort of sharing, hey, this is the one that most people tell me I look like. A lot of people tell me I look like this one, or they come up to me on the street and they say, oh, you look like so-and-so, Emma Watson, or Wonder Woman, or something like that. So I thought, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put a post up and ask people who they thought I looked like. Now, I have had people tell me that I look a little bit like Anna Kendrick in certain lights because I don't really think I look that much like her, apart from the fact that I've got brown hair and I'm like five foot two. But you know what? I will take that because Anna Kendrick is awesome and if I was going to have a girl crush on anybody, it's Anna Kendrick. I mean, she's in my favourite movie, Pitch Perfect, Becca Mitchell, Eat Heart Out. Man, I, I watch all the films, you know, just girl crushing just a little bit. So I would take that. People think that I look like Anna Kendrick. I'm going to run with that and enjoy it because I don't, I don't get those moments very often. That is one that actually a number of my friends have said, oh, you know, you look a little bit like Anna Kendrick. I don't really have the same face as Anna Kendrick, but I'll take that. It's made my day. I did ask a number of people who they thought I looked like. So somebody said that I looked like Jeanette Manrana from Strictly Come Dancing. So I'm assuming that is a singer. No, sorry. <laughs> that is a dancer on Strictly Come Dancing. Let's look her up, actually see what these people look like, you know? Okay, I'm looking at the pictures. I can kind of see it, like, in the face a little bit. Oh, she's very tan, like, she's got very, you know, but she's a dancer, isn't she? She's, you know, very athletic, very tanned. I mean, hey, if I looked like that, that would be awesome. So I will take that as well. Could I pass as a... Dancer from Strictly Come Dancing. Maybe just a little bit, a little bit. I can, I can kind of, you know, I can kind of see that one. So another person, this one was actually quite freaky. This person was Lauren Alex underscore B on Instagram said, you are the splitting image of Dodie Clark. The YouTuber, singer, musician, Dodie Clark. I never thought of that before, but I was looking at pictures and like, there are some images I'm thinking, you know what, that is actually quite similar. I could, I can see it. And it's a little bit freaky seeing someone that looks just a little bit like you. I don't dress anything like her, but it is a little bit freaky that there are some sort of like, some images where we could look quite similar. So, hey, a musician, She's got some great music and I love some of her YouTube stuff as well. So 
I'm happy with that one as well. I, we have so far. I've got three that I'm fairly pleased with. You know, we've got an actress, a strictly come dancing dancer, and a musician. Awesome. <laughs> there was one I was a little bit skeptical over, but hey. So Leah said that I look like Mary Poppins. I, I don't kind of, fair enough, like, Mary Poppins has got it all together, like, she knows how to, like, do life, she, like, owns life, and she has magic powers, the only downside is she's got to, like, babysit kids, and I wouldn't trust any kid with me for that long of a period of time, but maybe she just does it with the magic, and she's sorted, and she can sing, and she has an umbrella that flies her around. What is not to like about Mary Poppins? I mean, I, I could do it, I think. I don't know if I actually look like Mary Poppins, but the fact that Leah thinks I do, so maybe I should embrace the Mary Poppins side of my personality, who knows? So those were the suggestions for me. Have a think, who do you think your doppelganger is? Well, those are our four trends this week. Which one should we have as our trend of the week? We had the Subway Singer, which four rappers would you have on Mount Rushmore? Which movie traumatised you as a kid? And the Doppelganger Challenge. For me, there are some I really like. I love the movie one this week because just to relive the fact that everybody is traumatised by some movie at some point in their lives, I think is a good, good thing to just embrace and just know that you're not on your own. But I do have to say that I think the Subway Singer has got to be the trend of the week. I mean, it is awesome, it went viral, and somebody became a viral internet star for a brief period of time, and ended up on the Ellen Show, and we are probably all wondering when we're going to have the opportunity to do an impromptu performance on the street sometime at some point. I hope you're ready. That's it from me this week.